What's going on, everybody? This is Billy Alvaro, the Unstoppable BA, and this is episode number 61 of Unstoppable REI Wealth. Today, I'm interviewing Chad Keller from Motivated-Sellers.com. You know what that means. This man is out there targeting motivated sellers, and he's going to be delivering them to you in your inbox. If you want to start, grow, or eventually scale, I've said this 100 times on these shows, the number one thing you need to do is be out there in marketing. Whether you're networking, whether you're direct mailing, or you're doing online, the number one name of the game is to drive in leads that you could actually call and convert. This guy has a system that he put together. He's actually doing this on a national basis. He has 125 clients that he's been driving leads in with. I had an opportunity to sit down and speak to him for about a half an hour. Some really cool shit goes through his numbers, the dynamics, how much you should be uh, it should be costing you to get these leads, what your conversion ratio should be. A lot of good information in here. If you want to start, you want to grow, you want to scale, you need leads, check out this session with Chad Keller and enjoy. Welcome to Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My name is Billy Alvaro, a.k.a. the Unstoppable VA, former billion-dollar mortgage banker, gone bankrupt, turned professional real estate investor where each week you'll learn the tools, strategies, systems, and secrets myself and other highly successful real estate investing entrepreneurs use to start, grow, and scale their businesses, creating massive profits and how you can too. And we'll teach you how to put those profits to work so you no longer have to. Get ready to finally experience financial freedom and generational wealth. Now let's get started. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Unstoppable REI Wealth. I'm your host, Billy Alvaro, and today I'm bringing somebody in who's not only a real estate investor, this dude is a wizard when it comes down to generating leads online for investors like myself. So today I'm interviewing Chad Keller. Chad, what's up, buddy? How's it going, everyone? Happy to be here. Happy to have you on, brother. So you are located where, Chad? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. PA boy, so you're not too far from me. I'm in... Uh, I mean, Jersey, that's like a two-hour hike, I think, maybe three. Yeah, it depends what part. We go to Cape May every year, actually. So it's like six hours. Beautiful, right? Yeah, it's awesome. It's a good, good spot down there. So, Chad, give us a little background of uh, who you are what you do. Uh, yeah, I've been buying ads on Facebook, Google, Instagram, all that, probably about a decade now. I've actually built and sold companies on the back of Facebook and Instagram, just running ads and, and acquiring customers that way. Got into real estate investing about six years ago using those platforms to generate off-market properties for ourselves and then turn that into an agency. And now we work with about 150, 170 investors nationwide, running Facebook ads, Google ads, doing JV deals all across the nation. I love it. So you, uh, prior to, to this business, you said you were in other verticals, other areas that you were doing the online uh, marketing for? Yeah, I was an affiliate marketer for some of the some big Fortune 500 companies doing lead gen where basically what they do is you gamble your own money and they pay you per lead. Well, they'll buy X amount of leads off you at X price and you just deliver that lead to them at X quality. So that was split testing, doing all that, finding out how to get the most return on my own money was something I did a lot of. But uh, I owned an ad agency for e-commerce. I built and sold an e-commerce business, consulted for startups and all that uh, about that's eight years ago now. So just give me an idea, when you sold that business, what kind of revenue were you doing at the time? For the e-commerce business? Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, it was the heyday of Facebook. Like when back in the day on Facebook, you used to be able to just put ads up and everything would work because there wasn't much competition, to be honest with you. So I believe it was eight months, we did $2 million in revenue. With uh, it was a wooden, it was a wooden product business, and then what do they call them? They're like a promotions business. Uh, guys that sell like coasters and like um, yeah. 
canisters and all that stuff. They came and made an offer early on and I was a young entrepreneur. And I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense. I, I hate the manufacturing side of things. This is becoming a mess, but I love the marketing because that's what I was spending. We're just taking all the revenue and throwing it back into marketing and trying to make more and more. And I'm like, I love this part of it. So it taught me it and I'm like, all right, go ahead and take it. Didn't make a ton of money, like uh, like small six figures. And then took that money and started an agency and then uh, went that route, started consulting for other e-com companies. And before you knew it, I had a very profitable agency. I love it. We talked offline a little bit. One of the things I was picking your brain about, I'm like, look, did you get into this space, the real estate investing lead gen space, because you had like a void you had to fill. And it sounded like you needed to like generate leads. And in order to do that, you went right back to what you're good at, which is online lead generation. Yeah, my partner, Brian, he actually, uh, I always did uh, the ad buying, like Facebook, Google, putting ads and buying. He did SEO for clients, but he was in the real estate. He's been in real estate for over a decade. And I needed, I was making pretty good profit at the agency. I'm like, I want to start investing. I'm starting to see what you're doing. You're acquiring all these properties. You had like 20 properties, single family homes in like one neighborhood here in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, man, you gotta let me in. Like, how, how do we do this? And he was like, you buy the first property for cash and then I'll do all the work and we'll split it, whatever. I was like, okay, sure, let's do it. And then when he told me I can get my cash back out of the property, I was like, well, what do you mean? My cash is coming back out. How's this? Yeah. Even like, so I can take that cash and buy another property. And from there, just snowball. I was like, man, like, like let's just go buy, buy, buy. So I love it. I love it. And you're focusing mainly on the, the buy and hold? Yeah, single family buy and hold here in Pittsburgh, three bedroom, two bathroom. So how our system is set up, when you're running ads on Facebook and Google, you can only target by like county or a pin, you drop a pin in an area and do a 25 mile radius. Yep. Now we're very big on saving time. Like I still do affiliate stuff. We have our business and everything. So we only buy and hold in two zip codes, which means when leads come outside of those zip codes, we have a system set up on our end that we shoot leads to other wholesalers in the area because we don't even want to deal with that property. And then they go wholesale the property and we take a cut of that wholesale. I love it. I love the model. So it, it's been working great. We'll do like three, four wholesales a month. Um, and then like every 60 days find a property. I love it. I love it. And so let's talk about what you're really here for, which is your lead gen services. What do you guys do for guys like me in the business? How could I benefit utilizing your service? So what we pretty much do is we focus more on like not the quantity of lead, but the quality of lead. So we use Facebook, Google to push out ads. All these ads say, sell your house as is, sell your house for cash, get a quick offer, don't pay realtor fees. People click these ads, they come to a website. Most marketers will tell you like, or agency, whatever you might use, hey, you need to have a short form, get name, email, phone number, address, and then call them and, and contact them and nurture them. We don't play that game. We'd rather play, pay four or five times the lead costs and have them fill out a 12-step form. We want them answering why they looking to sell their house, how quick are they looking to sell, how much do they owe, is it occupied, is it listed? We want all this information up front because that saves us a lot of time. We don't want to be chasing, you might as well just cold call at that point. You're just trying sure. to get data points on it. So we fully manage that for our clients. We set up the system, the CRM on the back end to do the text messages and the emails to the leads as well. It's completely done for you. And yeah, we manage it from a month to month basis. So that's, that's interesting. It is completely opposite from how a lot of these guys operate. They're going in, they're pushing it to a website with maybe three or four questions, that's it. And then that lead gets pushed over to guys like me. So what is your overall, I guess your conversion rate on the website, your average conversion rate with all the 125 people that you're doing this for? Yeah, you typically see a 12 to 15% conversion rate on the leads. So one out of eight leads. I always say to people, you're gonna get eight leads through. 
And that might mean that you get 24 leads through and leads 17, 19, and 21 are your deals. So right. it's not just out of the first eight leads, but typically what you see is that two or three leads just don't answer. It's just nature product of the, of the game. Yeah. Uh, two or three leads in the market nowadays, they just want full market price. They know what Zillow, their estimate is, that's what they yeah. want. We have guys that can list that or refer that out. And then there's two properties that you typically go take a look at. One of them makes sense for you, make a deal on you, close it. So acquisition costs for our guys sits like 2,500 to 5,000, unless you're sitting in like San Diego, Salt Lake City, even Phoenix at times or Austin. Those are so competitive. Yeah, those are like eight, 10, 12, $15,000 deals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've got in LA that he'll pay like 25,000 to acquire a property, so. What's his, what's his backend fees though? What's he flipping that thing for? He's making six figures easy each yeah, time. So. So it doesn't matter. He's really. making it four, four, five, six times his money, which is great. Yeah, exactly. So on the front end, though, with your conversion on the website, your squeeze page, your 12 steps, what's your conversion there overall? Before it actually goes to the investor, what's your overall conversion from lead click website conversion on the website to an actual? Yeah, you're really seeing like a five to an eight percent conversion rate. Yeah. From the clicks to like, you want to say visitors to lead. Visitors to lead, right? And you said the overall cost for a guy like me, depending on the areas, twenty five hundred up to you know ten, fifteen thousand, depending where we're at. Yeah, and how we take that into effect is that uh, we charge a fifteen hundred dollar management fee to manage it month to month to month. You can spend whatever you want to spend on ad spend. So if you take your ad spend plus the management fee divided by the number of leads, like you usually get like a one fifty to a two fifty lead cost. But those numbers added together is your acquisition cost. Yep. So, yep, I like it. Talk to me about the difference quality of leads between Google, Bing, Facebook, and Instagram. So a lot of people will come to us and say, I don't want to run Facebook. I don't want to run Instagram. The quality is terrible. It's awful. And that's because a lot of people will run what's called an on Facebook lead form where people will click an ad in that ad, a form will pop up. It will autofill all their information and they'll hit submit. And the conversion rate on those are like one to 2%. But if you actually have somebody click an ad, come to a website, optimize for the form fill on a website, then the quality of that lead increases a lot. I would say on, on Facebook, you're pretty average. Like you're sitting maybe more like eight to 10% where on Google you are hitting that 12 to 15%. But on Facebook, you're getting a lot more awareness and a lot more reach for your money. Whereas on Google, say you have a $50 a day budget and Google's cost per click. So you're bidding head to head with people. And yeah. a, a click in your area is 25 bucks. After two clicks, you're clicked out for the day. Granted, though, if you get a lead from Google, the close rate on those can be much higher just yeah. because the intent is much higher. So, yes, yeah, we experienced. We experienced the on the Facebook because we're doing all online marketing. Facebook leads, there's a lot of them, but there's a lot of wood, there's a lot of tire kickers, there's a lot of buyers, even though it's a, a lead that we're trying to buy their property. It's a lot of Hispanic buyers that are looking to buy properties. And we've optimized the shit out of it. We're still getting a large percentage of those leads that are just like dead wood. But we notice the ones that come in off of Google, they're more costly to get, but they're more profitable at the same time. Yeah, Bing is actually an outlier there. The theory there was that like we started noticing when we were going to, a lot of the houses we get in Pittsburgh are hoarder houses and everyone had a Microsoft computer. Rarely did we ever see an Apple computer in these houses, which tells us that the search engine that's installed on a Microsoft computer naturally is Bing. Yep. So we started bidding on Bing and here the lead cost is cheaper on Bing and the conversion rate holds true to Google. It's just the volume isn't always there. You can't push right. down as hard on Bing as you can on Google or Facebook. 
So it's just playing that game where in this in, in your area, you might only be able to spend 1500 on Google versus you might better spend 10,000 on Google. I mean, 1500 wow. bang, 10,000 on Google. On Google, right. Talk to me about, um, so you had the lead done for your services, you generate the leads. You, you mentioned something about emailing, texting. Talk about that wrapped up in the platform. What do you do with that? So yeah, we actually white label a CRM, very transparent about it. It's called Go High Level, but we took it and customized it for real estate investors where it has all of your specific columns like lead in appointment set dead lead contract sent all that but on the back end we set it up because you know sometimes leads will come in at one two in the morning and if they come in then it's kind of speed to close is how we look at it in this industry especially how yeah. hot the market is we actually send them a text message out with an appointment with a link to our calendar that says hey saw that you filled out a form on our website we'd love to talk about buying your house for cash please book a call here so we're trying to get them to book that call in order to like set in stone in their mind, hey, I don't need to contact anybody else. I got this call booked with them. Let me talk with them first. And then we actually have a cycle for the people that we don't contact, that we can't get a hold of. They'll go into like a 90-day drip sequence where every two days they'll get hit with a text, every three days email, all of that. And we've had leads come back from there just out of nowhere. Sometimes people just aren't ready to buy when you're talking to them. Yeah, it depends on where they're at in the seller pain continuum. Talk to me about that that text appointment. Do you have any stats to show what your conversion is from the text going out to them actually booking appointments? Is it a five percent that book, ten percent? What does that look like? So the text that so if, if they fill out a, a long form, okay, if they fill out a long form, about thirty percent of people that fill out a long form will actually book an appointment. Of the people that book an appointment you have about a 40% close rate on those deals. So I just want to clarify, are they booking appointments from the text that's going out, the automatic text? How we set up sites too, to be clear on this, is that after they fill out the step two form, we then take them to a thank you page that has the option to book an appointment as well with us. And we don't optimize for that booked appointment because it's too costly to usually, but we give them the option. And then when they go to Calendly, we actually reiterate some questions in there. Like just to confirm, this house is not listed with a realtor. Just to confirm, what is the time frame you were trying to wow. sell this house? You so, are really taking them through a huge funnel, yeah. like a lot of layers, man. Yeah, that, that way we just know like, hey, because especially the time on our calendar, like we look at like what we can make per hour doing what we do, like take that into account. Like the time on our calendar is so valuable. So if they're going to book on our calendar, they need to be vetted. So yeah. that, that's how we look at it. So, so the follow-up question to this is, what's the fall-through, the fallout ratio with people that book your calendar and actually don't show up? So it depends how you position that calendar. So we position it in a way that book an appointment for us to come view your property. So you're booking uh, an appointment. Not over the phone, it's at the house. Yes, it's at the house for us to be there in person. Now we have guys that can't be there in person and they'll book for the call and, and all of that, or they want to talk to somebody before they go there. But we know that like, hey, if this comes in in our zip code, because we're very specific, like I said, on those two zip codes, we want to be in front of that person. We know most likely we can sell them if we're in front of that person. So if they book that appointment and we go there, it, it's usually, and it makes sense for us, it's usually a done deal. You're closing. Yeah, because we offer, we also offer like, uh, when we go make our offers, we're usually doing three offers up front versus like a traditional, like, hey, we're just gonna buy it for cash. We're doing something like uh, you you hold the note and we'll give you full asking price. Or let's do you hold the note for five years with a balloon payment at the end and we'll give you 10,000 off your asking or a straight cash offer at X. What we right. realize is that they're just so stressed usually in these situations that they feel like the ball's back in their court. We don't care what option you take. We know that they're most likely gonna take the cash option. 
and that's and that's the route we go. But it's it helped our close rate a lot. That's interesting because we've uh, in our past we have done three step option, and we found in the Northeast area, people just get too confused. Like yo, you, I call for a cash offer, I want the cash offer. So what we did is we changed it around. We'll come in with a cash offer. We can't meet on those terms. We don't even bring up the other two items yet. Then we start doing a drop down, and we'll co- go down the waterfall if you will, of the other offers that we have. Because we found that if we present all up front, a confused mind says no. And like, I don't, what, what is seller financing? I don't get this. Like, I don't know, did you experience that at all? Or just in Pittsburgh, they're yeah. actually- I agree with that. And I, even from a marketing standpoint, I'm always like, oh, you can't give them too many options and things like that. Usually it comes back as like, hey, I don't even understand this and I don't want to understand it. I just want this cash or they'll counter with a cash offer or okay, I'll take that cash offer. Got it. Then that makes sense for us. So yeah, there is that point of confusion, but typically what we see is like, they don't even care about like going into finding out like with a detail of this or that, they just want to get out of the property. Now in Pittsburgh, uh, you guys are a non-attorney state, right? Yeah. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it a lot, look, I, us guys up here in the Northeast, bro, in New York, New Jersey with the attorneys, it adds a whole nother layer of complex and red tape for sure. Yeah, we don't have to deal with any of that. So uh, it's yeah. nice. We hear about it from our clients all the time. We never had to deal with this. So like, I, I've never even like looked into it and I don't plan on buying anywhere else. So yeah, I just bought my first property in Pennsylvania and I'm so used to using attorneys. I got the guy over the phone and I got to tell you, it, it seems like the states with this non-attorney states, it's easier to connect with people and to close people. At least my view, I've done a few of them. And North Carolina, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, few in Pennsylvania that we've wholesale, upstate New York, they just, they're easier to deal with and they don't have these high expectations. And like, when I got this one done in Pennsylvania, I'm like, all right, so what's your attorney information? He's like, nah, I'm not using an attorney. I'm like, you have to use an attorney. He's like, no, I don't think so. So I call the title company. She's like, no, sir, we don't, we don't use attorneys here. Oh, I think I locked up. There is, we don't use attorneys here. So I just... For me, it seems like and you, what you're doing in your area, you must be doing really well because the, the non-attorney states, man, everybody that's in my, my masterminds, they're just knocking out the whole lot of those areas. But do you guys have uh, any iBuyers or anything like that that's buying, that's buying in your area? I mean, I just feel like we don't see them as much because we're, like, we're so specific with what we buy. Like the biggest buyers in our area is like one, there's like a wholesaler that's literally doing like 100 deals like throughout like two counties here in Pittsburgh that just crushes everyone, um, yeah. kills it. I, Matt Simmons. And then uh, I have a buddy that does buy and holds too. He's at like 500 properties now. So it's usually like you're running into like the same people because it's not a huge yeah. city. And like everyone knows that like, hey, these are the zip codes that we want people in, that we want to buy in just because their family families are going to rent the houses and everything. So yeah. it's not so much eye buyers that you're running into. It's more local with like a lot of referrals here too. Just because, like, it's a small, like I said, a small city. Everyone knows everyone. So yeah. once you, I think it's kind of like that in every little market, man. When you you're in there, like in Long Island, I know just about every competitor out there, and I'm friendly with just about all of them. Uh, there's a few that are a little hairy, but you know, most of these guys are just good guys. We're all in it just to help the sellers buy the properties. Whoever gets the deal gets the deal. Yeah, but you go into like uh, like Charlotte, Austin, Salt Lake City, places like that. Like people's lead costs are just through the roof because of the iBuyers and everything that they're competing with. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. They also, it's a double-edged sword because those iBuyers actually, they get turned into buyers for the wholesalers that are fixing flippers. You tie up some properties, they're willing to pay stupid numbers. 
if you're able to get your foot in the door sooner rather than them coming in. We literally have a client that uh, just signed up and I was talking with him. I forget where he was at, but that is his whole strategy. He just sells to them. And yep. uh, he's like, I just know it's a done deal. He's like, I don't have to worry about it. As long as I get the cut, it's done. Yep. What's his average uh, take on a deal? Do you have any idea? I think it was 20, 25,000. That's what he was taking on. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. You're ripping to eat and all of those a month. Yeah. It doesn't have a team or anything at all. It's just him himself and he's just finding deals out there. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. So, on your end, if people, if they wanted to start utilizing your service, you said it's a $1,500 a month fee. And then what else is included after that? What else do they have to do? It's just the amount that they're going to spend for the ads? Yes, on the ad spend. Whatever they want to spend on the ad spend, they can spend whatever they want. So. And earlier I was speaking to you, you don't, you don't do area exclusive or like how many people per area do you have? Because it could be a little bit of a conflict if you have four guys in the same area, right? Yeah, we only take on like two to three per area because you got to think, especially we're talking about Google uh, cost per click. So most guys aren't spending over $100 or $200 a day. Average cost per click is going to at least be 20 bucks on Google and for some of the top keywords. So after five clicks, they're clicked out for the day. So yeah. they won't come back on until the next day. So the next person moves in. And it's very rare that you get somebody that wants to spend so much that they own that space on Google for the entire day. Got it. That makes so sense. Room for everyone. And the way we look at Facebook, to be completely honest, is that if we don't take your on, somebody else is going to take your on. And it's impression-based, and you're going to get your delivery no matter what. You're all still going to have your unique leads. So, and we only do two to three because we've seen it, the cost go up. When we first started out, we used to say like, okay, we're going to have no limit at all on it. Remember we took like six, seven people from Atlanta and the guy went for like our first client went from $100 leads to like $400 leads. And we were like, okay, well, we learned a lesson there. Yeah. There is saturation in markets. With your model, do you utilize similar landing pages and, and websites for each of these you know, for each of the, the clients you come on, do you contour it to the specific client? So most of our clients, we set up with what's called Carrot. Have you ever heard of Carrot site? Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, so the Carrot sites work pretty well. There's a lot of guys that come on, though, where they'll say that, like, everyone has a Carrot site. I don't want a Carrot site. And we have landers that have been tested and proven, and then we use those landers for them. And then we also, the main thing, like, especially on Facebook, it comes down to the ad creatives, the images and videos. Like, we probably spend twenty to $30,000 a month testing ad creatives. And as those hit on our national brand, then we rebrand them for our clients, plug them into their campaigns. Smart. So it, then we just push those national leads to pay-per-lead providers, and they give us kickbacks on them. How many people uh, in your company, in your not your fix and flip company, in your marketing company? There's only. I mean, we're a pretty lean team, like 12, 15. Statewide, or are they out of the country as well? No, they're all in the U.S. In the U.S. Is it virtually based or is it, do you have an office where they all congregate? No, we're all remote. I've always worked like remote for like it's a good feeling, years. right? Yeah. I can't imagine going back into the office. Then I'm with you. We, when, when COVID hit and I thought it was going to be a two week downturn, I came out to Jersey. I was living in New York and I'm like, I'll hang out here for a little while and two weeks turned into two months. And by June, July, I surveyed all my employees, my teammates, my teammates. And I'm like, you want to go back? Across the board, like, no way, man. Like, this is good. And so for the last two years, I've been virtual, and it's been a blessing. I love working from home. I love the home office environment. Sometimes I get a little batty. I got to, like, get the hell out of here because it's work and home and play and everything. But you save so much time. I'm more productive. I don't have those. You got a minute. You got a minute. Like, I'm productive. I'm here. I'm working. I'm making shit happen. Yeah, I'm huge on the time saving. That, that's what, like, the re even the city that's eight miles away, it's an hour a day when you go back and forth. Yeah, it's crazy. 
I think, uh, so if people want to sign up with you, uh, there's a link on our website. It's billysecrets.com. They want to sign up. What is there any um, intro fees or is it just a flat 1500 a month? Uh, for you guys, we're actually, we usually do a thousand dollar setup fee, but we would waive that here if they heard us from the podcast. So wave, we set up everything for you. No cost. Um, but yeah, it's $1,500 per month. So um, 15 a month, they sign up. And then what's the overall, the, the time frame once they sign and when they get started, how long does that take? takes you seven to seven to 10 days to get you live. And we can even, t we take on people that don't have online brands or online presence. We literally will make the logo, the website, the ad accounts, the pages, everything for you from scratch. We know if you allow us to set you up the way we're set up, it's going to set you up the best way for success. If you have that already, we can use what you already have as well. Now there's always that time frame when you first get set up with a new client, I'm sure, where it's going to take time to really tweak it and optimize it. Talk about that because I don't want guys to come in and say, Jesus, I work with this guy and it's not working. Like it takes time to optimize. So our sales process has changed so much because of that, of this issue here. The first month is your worst month, no matter what. When you start, it's so sporadic, we have no control over it. We've literally started out clients that get 15 leads in the first month that, and clients that get three leads in the first month. And that's just because we're starting you with six different ad creatives, six different ad text headlines, and we're trying to figure out what ones work, but we don't yep. know what ones work in your area until there's money spent behind them. Yeah, these have been tested nationally in other markets, but there's always ads that resonate certain ways with your market. So as that data is coming back, as money's being spent, we're making changes off of that. And then we're building out what we call hero campaigns. We see that these two ads did better than these four. Let's kill the budget behind these four, put it all behind these two, maybe inject a new one and test it against those two and keep running. Yep. So it, it is a game. And, and this isn't something where you sign up and you, you hit a button and leads come in and yeah. leads are expensive. I mean, think about it. You're going to buy a property that you're either going to flip wholesale or have equity in. Like you can't expect to get hundreds of leads for $1,500. Average yeah. lead cost across the nation is one seventy five to two hundred dollars a lead. So fifteen hundred dollars, you're only getting. I mean, you might get six to fifteen leads. There are some pockets where guys get twenty, twenty five leads, where they're just in areas that aren't super competitive. They're lucky, but you got to have the right expectation coming into it. Yeah, that's why I brought it up because you know, as a young investor myself, years back, I'm not young now, but I had these expectations that you know I'm going to invest and I'm going to get a return and. There's always that time frame, one month, two months, three months, where you really, have, even with direct mail, with anything, where you really have to test what you're putting out there. Look at the response rates. Don't just look at the response rates. Look at the quality of the leads, the appointments that you're going on to, and really sit back and analyze. And once you have it dialed in, then you can rip up the budget. You can put more money to ad spend, whether it's online or offline. But you got to go through that one to three months of just testing and optimizing to figure out how it's going to work and where you're going to put your money. Because look, sometimes there's areas that it just may not work in, right? I'm sure you have certain clients where you couldn't get the, uh, maybe you haven't, but I've, I've been with clients where, like for me, TV, I have a guy, he's a great TV marketer. It works across the nation in so many different markets in the Northeast, New York, New Jersey markets, not just with me, he had other people test it. He can't get that type of campaign that's proven to work. Have you encountered that with the with the pay-per-click at a Facebook? It will always work in a market. It's just do you want to pay the lead cost? Where it literally might be eight hundred, a thousand dollars a lead. So like yeah. you will always get like a lead or two, but it's like, do you want to pay that? And most people are no way. Unless we work with a hedge fund or something like that. Right. I love it. Good. Listen, brother, this has been good. You have anything else you want to add at the end of this? No, I think we covered it all, man. I appreciate you having me on today.
Yeah, dude, you did good. You're a, you're a hustler. You're doing the real estate investing. You're out there cranking out leads. If you guys want to get into online, Facebook, Google, Bing marketing, check him out. Chad Keller. What's the name of your company, Chad? It's Motivated Leads. So it's motivated-leads.com. How fucking great is that? Motivatedleads.com. Motivated-leads.com. I love it. Check yeah. him out. He's on billysecrets.com. He's also on uh, billyalvaro.com. He's giving you guys a $1,000 discount for signing up. You're going to waive, the, I guess, the sign-up fee. And then it's a $1,500 a month. And then whatever you guys want to you know, put out there as far as your amount that you want to spend for the ads, Chad's got to take care of you. Chad, appreciate you coming on, brother. Stay in touch. And uh, I might be calling you in a couple months. Who knows? I appreciate you, man. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, bro. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My mission is to give you, my listeners, the blueprint for success, the insider secrets for starting, growing, and scaling your real estate investing business so you can experience and live the unstoppable lifestyle. I've made it simple for you. To catapult yourself to success, go to billyssecrets.com. That's B-I-L-L-Y-S secrets.com. There you will find every single tool, tip, trick, strategy, system, and secret used to make millions of dollars as a real estate investor. Everything my team uses and my guests use all in one place for you to tap into so you can start, grow, and scale your real estate investing business. I really hope you implement what you're learning. I hope you utilize these tools, tips, tricks, strategies, and secrets, and I hope to see you on the next episode. God bless. Bye-bye.